Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have one of my closest friends from growing up, Casey Collardelli, is here. Hi there. Hi. Um, so first of all, I can't believe I haven't had you on before. I guess like I never know if how much you want to be in like the public eye. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know either. <laughs> but also, I don't think I had that many interesting things to say. So you always have interesting <laughs> things to say, Case. So Casey and I, we met. Um, I guess I was in ninth grade and you were, were you in 11th? It must have been, yeah. I think two years apart. Yeah. And we met because we were cheerleaders together. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were on varsity. I was in JV. And then we were hoping the year after that we'd both be on varsity. <laughs> but I uh, I let the nerves get the, the best of me yes, and froze. Try out. <laughs> Left a little to be desired. <laughs> yeah. I remember I came out and you're like, how did it go? And I was like, well, I forgot this chance like it went great and then it was like oh cool so how'd the dance go you're like i forgot some of the moves i'm like how was the cheer and you're like oh i totally messed up this one bar <laughs> Every- i literally went to speak and couldn't have like couldn't make sounds that's how nervous i was and now you speak for a living yeah there you go <laughs> well I, that's like one of the moments in my life where i was like don't ever again let your nerves take over to mm-hmm. that extent you know so I had that moment and since then I've definitely I definitely have panic attacks at times but I don't let it completely except the time I ended up in the hospital after my divorce but I yeah, think that's that's, that's a little extenuating different circumstances yes yeah. yeah so Casey just opened up her own juice bar in Montclair New Jersey called juice culture that's right yes very exciting <laughs> yes. how's it been going from so before you were so Casey's also a mom she has two kids um, I won't mention their names cause we don't, we should probably don't want to do that. Okay. There's no, okay. I guess, I guess I it doesn't matter. No one's going to like kidnap just cause they found out your kids' names, <laughs> but Casey was working in advertising and then what made you suddenly just be like, I need to open up a juice bar. Um, well, mostly I was out with my husband to dinner and I had had too many drinks and he saw or for rent sign in our town, um, across the street and we're always trying to figure out how we can get out of advertising because it's kind of a depressing industry. Is it? I yeah. mean, I guess it seems it. I mean, it's just like exciting when you're young and then when you sort of need more meaning in your life, it's hard to find it in advertising. And the industry is also like sort of dying right now. So it's just it? multiply just devastating. Why is it dying? Just because of internet or? Yeah, it's just changing to become much more about data and much more about creativity because there's so much data available. And so suddenly there's like a very famous advertising quote, which is, I know I'm wasting half of the money I spend on advertising. I just don't know which half. It's like a John Wanamaker like years ago quote. Anyway, now they do know because there's data everywhere. And so you're not just sort of putting ads out there and hoping they're creative enough to get attention. You're able to analyze exactly what works and what doesn't and make adjustments. And so anyway, it's just not as interesting as it used to be. Um, 
It kind of has the fun sucked out of it. That's right. Yes. Even Andy Warhol, though, like one of my favorite artists, because he started out as like an advertiser Mm -hmm. in advertising and then went to just fine arts. And he really kind of started to hate the advertising industry in the sense because you're you're trying to like sell all the time yeah I mean it's you know sometimes you sell things that you really believe in and that can feel good and yeah things can improve lives like juice culture that's right like juice (laughs) but you know sometimes you're not yeah yeah Yeah. well I was very happy to hear I guess it was about like a year ago when you started thinking about opening up your own business because a whole new like creative energy started flowing through. What did I call you? Juice, Juice bar. bar Casey. Juice Bar Casey. Juice Bar Casey. She was a new woman. Yeah. You were just like, you just got spunkier, you know, like I feel like, and I think a lot of people, not that they can necessarily make the transition you made as easily. Some people are in situations where they can't leave the job they're in and chase their dreams. But for anyone where it is possible somehow, I think it's beautiful to keep going for it. Cause I did see a whole new, like, Russia energy enter you. Yeah. I mean, it did feel like that. That's real. And yes, I'm super lucky. I mean, my husband has a good job and we had enough saved and, you know, we always have things to fall back on and not everyone has that, but, um, it did feel like that. I mean, I had kind of like many women put my career on hold for my kids and I used to be a workaholic and I stopped and I was still working part time, but I don't think I realized how like my brain was begging for, expansion and kind of was tired of doing the same thing every day and not thinking of new ideas until I had something to think about. And then, I mean, I still didn't even intend to open my own business, but it was just so much fun to think of ideas and all day through my head, I'd be like, Oh, maybe we could do this or that. And it just, yeah, it felt exactly like you said, like energy, creativity. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I was <laughs> chanting juice bar Casey, juice bar Casey. Cause every summer, up until really this one, I, co- I would come over almost every Tuesday yeah. um, with Shane and we'd have play dates. And I remember, yeah, last summer, something yeah, just different, something just came through and I was like, yeah, like yes. when I yelled at you. Oh, well, first <laughs> of all, was that, that wasn't even this summer. No. Okay. But we can get into that. You deserved it. Oh, I didn't. Okay. First of all, I don't think so. I don't think I completely deserved it. I think you were being a little bit in not abundance mentality. I'll explain. Okay. Look, okay. she's then already, I get, get to say, she's fine. <laughs> then I get to say my side. Fine. Casey's already giving me attitude face. Bring it. <laughs> Cause you're juice bar. Casey, I'm comedian, healer, <laughs> dragon wolf. Okay. Um, so, so I guess like, I guess it was about like six or seven months ago. Yeah. Um, I was in the area of Montclair and I can't believe we're telling this story. It's so funny. <laughs> um, and, and I got here early. I was coming to your house and Shane and I were in the mood for like healthy food, whatever. So I like Googled, we were, I forget we were at a park or something. Maybe I don't want to give away the park I'm at because it's like my secret happy place. <laughs> but, um, we were, we were at a place. I went on Yelp, looked at like healthy food and it said, um, I'll just say the name. You can, they're closed now. If you say that, <laughs> um, Groove Cafe. Yes. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, let's go here, whatever, whatever. So Shane and I go and it's like a beautiful, lovely place. It has like great energy, a big open space. And in my eyes, it was mostly a restaurant. Like they have a lot of really um, gourmet-ish, homemade, healthy, organic foods. And and, what else do they have? And juices. (laughs) But it wasn't a juice place in my eyes. Okay. 
it's literally what is it called juice uh, i mean groove groove it used to be called groove juice and then he changed the name to groove okay cafe. well when i went there it was groove right. cafe right because of course there are gonna be other places that sell juice of course you know what i mean so but i <laughs> so i went in and i definitely noticed that they had juices and i literally was like gonna tell you like not to be like mean to them but just like ooh, look at the other ju-. you know in my eyes i was not doing anything like shady or weird anyway so the main guy is like this friendly he honestly needs to be like a chef personality on youtube which is what i told him like he just had this big like almost broadway musical like personality i could see him singing and he just like came up to me and shane and he was like talking and being really really friendly and he was like what do you do and i told him i'm a comedian i just started the dance parties and he was like oh my god I would love to have the dance parties here. And I was like, and I looked around, it was a, honestly a great space mm-hmm. for it. And um, I was like, yeah, like in my eyes, it wasn't like to screw anyone over. It was like community love, like, yes. And I liked him. Um, and in my, I guess in my eyes, I didn't think of you guys as competitors because I knew that yours was going to do well. And it just felt like a different vibe. Like it felt, yours feels like a juice house where you yes. go for like juice, acai bowls, um, yogurt things. And for me, when I went to his place, it, the, the main thing felt like a restaurant. Yeah. So in my eyes, I was just like, Oh, it's, you know, so that I go, I go to Casey's after and I walk right in and I'm like, guess what? Oh, Greg Casey's husband's coming in. Hi, Hi Greg. Hi, Greg. Oh, Do you want to sh- say anything on the podcast? <laughs> this is the podcast? Yeah. We're talking about that. We're right now. I'm telling the story about when Casey got mad at me because she thought I was trying to yeah. Okay. So let me, fi- listen. okay. So what right, happened? So, so, but you're already giving yourself a little too much credit. Can I what tell I- you what happened from my point of view? Yes. Okay. Kate walks into my house. I haven't seen her in months. The only <laughs> thing I've been doing with 100% of my time is building a juice bar. Basically it's taken over my entire life. And she walks in and says, I found this other place in town that sells juice. I'm going to partner with them to do a dance party in their space. And I was like, I didn't say it like I found another place that does juice. That's you literally you. no. That. You literally wave the menu in my face. Go look at this place does juice too. Oh, by the way, I'm going to partner with them and do dance parties and drive everyone in town to that location. That is first of all, that is not what I said. That's what you heard. Okay, that is what you heard. I definitely did not. I did take a picture of the menu, not to rub it in your face, but I wanted to show you as like a thing. But I think what everyone needs to understand is our relationship, right? This is probably the first time in our whole life I've that ever we've said ever no. fought. Well, and I've ever said no to you, right? Like we have a little bit of like a, obviously you're a grown woman now, but like, you know, you come to me, you eat the food at my house. You like, you know, this is, this is just our relationship. I'm like a big sister, right? Okay. A little bit yeah, like yeah, a big yeah. sister, yeah. right? And so I never say no. I always like, take care of you. I would do anything for you. So the fact that I said no, I think was hard for both of us. I felt really weird about it. Well, for me, it brought up different issues because one of the issues was, first of all, for me, I don't think, I still don't necessarily agree with the whole thing. I backed away and immediately told the guy no, because I would never want to hurt you or make you feel uncomfortable. But I didn't necessarily agree. But my view that I have is very different than most people's in the world. I truly don't believe, and people might think I'm ridiculous, that we are competing in the way we think we're competing. And clearly, if, if I had seen his as for real a juice bar, mm-hmm. it would have been a different thing. Even your location and your space, you couldn't have a dance party there. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Like this totally. once again felt restaurant with a huge dance space possible. Yes. Yeah. So in my eyes, it wasn't a competitive 
this versus that kind of thing. And I know even in high school, like it's like that thing is like, oh, are you her friend or you're my friend? Right. And this felt like something where I was like, no, 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 dude. Like, because I didn't come in just being like, I don't even know if I use the word partner. Like right. I said, I want, I'm going to have it here. The guy's amazing. They also have juice. Like, but I didn't mean it in like a, da, 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 and you were like, no, like you, you immediately put your foot down and it wasn't worth it to me to ever put our friendship on the line. So I was like, yeah, totally. I get it. I get it. And like, I never want to hurt you. So I was like, yeah, fuck that. But it didn't mean I agreed with your philosophy because I do believe, first of all, I think he would have gone out of business. You know, I don't, my dance party probably would have brought 10 people, but like he probably would have gone out of business anyway. But I guess I just felt like, I don't know. It didn't feel like one versus the other and or I so, something. And I sort of feel the same way. I don't I don't actually worry about it from a business point of view. It just felt like a betrayal. Really? Yes. To be honest. It like I don't think I didn't think you were going to change his business prospects so like substantially that it, but it just felt like well, I can't go to the dance party now. <laughs> like I can't even But see that's you know, what like, but that's where I see that's where I just disagree is like I don't think and I see it with Shane, like something just happened on our street. I won't bring any of the names into it, but like, I feel weird bringing it up, but there are these like weird groups of friends Mm -hmm. and like you have one group and if you're in that group and like there are moms even that are attached to that group of kids, friends, and then you have another group. And I can tell already because I won't, I refuse to have Shane be, you know, like, in a group of friends and not that group. Like, and I already see this mentality of like this or that, this side versus this side. We're seeing it in our society Mm -hmm. of like Democrats, Republicans, this racist for not racist. And, and for me, I almost rebel against that of like, yo, we can actually all get along. It does not have to be one or the other. So I get that for you, you felt betrayal, but for Mm -hmm. me, that was almost shocking. So I was like, we've been friends for so long and I clearly have your back. So it was, for me, it was almost like, what? Like, it just didn't feel like I was choosing him in any way. Like, I met a dude. He seemed cool. It was like, oh, yeah, let's try this. You know, it, it didn't feel like in any way. But I, but I do have a lot of people who have said things to me in that similar light mm-hmm. because I am so, like, I want to be not friends with everyone because I don't have that kind of energy but I just refuse to like take sides in general for the most part, because I think that's a trap. Yes. And yeah, I, didn't I, mean, think, I think, and I just didn't see you guys as like enemies or something. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> lovely to be that way. I think it's wonderful. And that's why you're so wonderful. A hippie. Okay. Yeah, no, you're great. <laughs> and I mean, obviously my um, popularity track record in high school shows that I don't really understand those rules either. Like I, I appreciate that. It would, it's just hard to explain when like I make business proposals featuring that cafe is like a major yeah, competitor. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Of course that. you didn't know that. I'm yeah. just telling you what it felt like to me. Yeah. Anyway, it's the only time we ever had a fight. Yeah. Right? And I still appreciated you speaking up and say like, you know, because I am a very powerful person that I think people are scared to say no to in general. And I want everyone in my life to feel that they can say when something makes them uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Or, well, I never, I mean... I would tell you anything, right? I think, what do you mean? Yeah. I would tell you any, if I was feeling some way, I would I always tell so. you because we do have that deep. I'm not, I'm not afraid that anything I could possibly say yeah. could make our friendship go away at this point. Oh, we've been through, <laughs> we can get into that, but like we've been through so much and even, you know, in high school, like 
you know, Casey says she feeds me a lot. And a lot of that is because Casey grew up in like, you have like a pretty solid, beautiful family. I can't think of a more solid family. They're beautiful, you know, and, and not to say that other families that, that get divorced or whatever aren't, but like Casey had a pretty like that typical American dream like family with like two awesome parents that loved me every time I came <laughs> in and like let me just open their fridge, go through their leftovers, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm close with both of your, bro- yes. both of your brothers. Yep. Like I just was immediately kind of part of the family in many ways. And, you know, I'd come there, I'd be like, Chad just cheated on me. And I'd be like, you know, crying <laughs> like, to you. And, and you, you know, like, I don't know, like you guys just kind of took me in. Um, so that's also, I think, part of the energy of like the big sister too, was like my family life was pretty not great. Um, and tumul- I'll say tumultuous, but I don't yeah. even want to blame, like I love my parents, whatever. Um, but like, it was kind of like a refuge. And I think that energy... I used to joke and call myself a rat baby, you know, where I just come and like need so much nourishment in general, whether it's food or I didn't love. Think that. I didn't think that. I call, I joke, <laughs> you know, I'm like a little rat, but like, I'm trying to say it with love now, yeah, right. but I think that energy system still carries over till today where I just like walk. Cause I'm still in my but own I love sense. It. No, a mess. But I like that, but I, yeah. because I feel like you are my sister, you know, and I yeah. don't have that relationship with most people. And the flip side for me is that like, I, when most people come to my house, feel like I have to clean or prepare. And like, I don't feel like that with you. You just feel like you're part of my family. You could have like a pile of leaves and I wouldn't even notice. I'd be like, your house is incredible. Like I come into Casey's and to me, it's a mansion. It's not a mansion. Like, but it's like, it's a beautiful house. Thanks, Katie. And to me, I'm like, my friend's rich. (laughs) Like I still come in and it's like, even when I go see like Marissa's house in Upper Dublin, like I like, like every time I walk in, I'm like, you're rich. <laughs> you're like our parents like you have a house I and do she, feel like my parents yeah right yeah. it's like so weird and listen you haven't seen my new place yet but it's way more housey than what I've had in the last you know since my divorce yeah. so like I definitely even walk into my own house now like I am an adult <laughs> you right. know I am doing this <laughs> I have a front door I do yeah next to a room I walk a dog now <laughs> yeah. look at me I do my dishes every now and then um, although I could be a little cleaner but cleaning so hard for me no, cleaning is so boring I don't understand. I don't understand why someone else doesn't do that. I mean, I even have someone who comes and helps clean. Do you? But like, they still don't clean my dishes every night. Like, I don't understand. You have a dishwasher though, right? Uh, yeah. But no, like, that helps. I don't have one. And like, I used to in my other place. Yeah. It's, it helps. <laughs> it's it's not, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal, but like, it's definitely nice to just like shove things in, just run it. Although maybe it saves me a lot of money with not having to run things. So there's a reason for everything. I don't even have a microwave. That's cool. In my place. You don't believe in microwaves. Well, I used to microwave all the time, especially after my divorce. It was like mm-hmm. my lifesaver, savior, whatever it would be called. Saver. And uh, I don't know, like, I, yeah, I think it was actually when I started dating Tim, he started talking to me about the microwave and right. then it kind of got in. And, uh, and then when I moved, I was thinking about getting another one and I looked at my plants, you know, I'm like a little nutty and I just felt like they were saying they didn't want one in the kitchen. Oh, the plants said no. The plants <laughs> said no. And I got to listen to my plants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can there I tell you, you what, what I woke up to this morning, by the way? Tell me. I woke up, I checked my Instagram and I guess a listener of this podcast and Shane's had left me three very long comments, super mean mean so mean three very long solid paragraphs really um yeah and it really it really hurt and I know like look I'm in a public uh, like about what what was 
they were basically like, I'm so fucking over your podcast. Like, um, they were like, some of their complaints were that when I do Shane's podcast that I interrupt him, which I try not to do. Listen, I have verbal diarrhea. I get it. (laughs) You know, I've always been a social butterfly getting in trouble in class. So saying like, sometimes interrupt him, which is fair. Like that one, I'd be like, but also it's like, screw you. Like you don't have to listen to it. I know. Well, that's the, I've been doing a lot of work around it of like, I can just be who I am. Yeah. No one is asking anyone to listen to this who doesn't want to. <laughs> right. They yeah. act like someone strapped them down and made them listen yeah, like, to invasion like of privacy. You owe them something. It's not true. They were saying something about my spiritual beliefs are too much. They think I'm psychotic with my alien talk they get annoyed that I that I've talked about Tim and not being totally over that. They like really picked me apart. Then don't let li- I don't I don't I understand that. The person. I don't understand that. I blocked. Also, anyone who doesn't believe in aliens is an idiot. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, Casey's not at all as far out as I am no. at all no. with spiritual beliefs. No, but she I, can get I on board with science. aliens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is like Carl Sagan believes in aliens. Yeah, right. I yeah, mean, didn't yeah. he help write Contact? I think so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he said it's like pretty much 100%. I mean, he, yes, it's, this is probability. This is not like hippie fantasy world. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be fair, the person who called me crazy, it was because I was doing my podcast, thought I saw something and said, I think it was an alien. So that's fair. Let me defend that person. I don't know why anyone would think that's crazy. I'm like, let me tell you one more thing. I might have said I grew wings and flew. Okay. But whatever, whatever. Still, no one has to listen. No one. But that's what that blows me away is like, I would never listen to like a song on the radio, dislike it and then be like, dear Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? Like you're a loser. Like it's like. I have the attitude of like, you do not need to listen, but like, don't, I don't need to wake up to like these, it hurt, yeah. you know, and I have oh, to yeah. work on that because no, I don't, hurts. I don't, you know, if I keep getting more listeners, I'm going to get more yes. hate stuff. But man, I felt, it felt like I was like knifed in the morning. So it was yeah. the first thing I, I like woke up, checked my phone and I was like, oh, it's hard to get over the personal attacks. And then you think about like celebrities and wonder, do they ever get used to it or does it always feel like that well I used to do my podcast with Joe Sanagato who has like four million followers on Facebook and he would give advice on it and he was just like you gotta stop caring like he, I don't think he even checks that much yeah. like as much as that's in his control he tries to not even go there but I think when something does slip in he just says what we're saying which is like you know you can't take it in but I'm sure there are some celebrities that it kills them. Yeah. Like it's it's hurtful because somebody's always gonna be mad, no matter what. Yeah. They want something to be mad at. Because at first I was like, oh, I guess I should talk less about this no, or that, no. and then I was like, wait, this is my podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about what I want to talk, talk about. about. Whatever you want, and then then the, the viewers will self select. The people will self select, right? Yeah, you that's have to, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, you, exactly. No one listening. If you don't want to listen, <laughs> Stop. you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not forcing this on you. Yeah. That's right. No, I think, I mean, it's interesting because I found that even with the juice bar, like we got this really negative review on Yelp because we were closed at two the first week. And I was like, but they were like mad. You know, they were like, I went there and you were closed. Like they didn't even try any of our stuff or try. And I was like, why are you like angry at me? You know, like, 
I wrote back this really nice thing. Like we just opened, we're trying to like figure out our staffing. Like it's just the first week. And they were just like, like they kept replying to me like, well, you know, it's hard for people who work to get there on time and da, 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 da. And I was like, and then they, like, and they had like the angry? total breakdown by the end. They're like, <laughs> and then when your husband is cheating on you <laughs> and you just want a smoothie at 3 p.m. I know. And you're like, I don't think this is about yeah, me at think, all. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's like, why do people have the right to be angry? Like, you can't be mad. Everyone is so pissed off. Like, if we want to bring it to, like, the bigger what's going on in the world. Yeah, people are mad. People are just so angry and have a lot of hate within themselves that they don't know, like, where to put it and how to express it. That it's so much easier to hate a juice shop or a political party or a group of people because of their skin color. Like, it's so easy to misplace your feelings on other things. And I, and I think that is what happened this morning is like someone got triggered for whatever reason by what I'm saying and put it on me. And that's, you know, it sucks, but I also understand because I've been doing that to my ex-boyfriend since I was in middle school. It's like, I didn't know what to do with my hate, my self hate, my anger. So it was so much easier to find someone who isn't going to please me or fill the void and then make them the reason, you know? So I get it, but I think there's, it's a time in our society where we're going to all have to take accountability for our own feelings and actions and where we're placing our hate. Because if we want to come together, it's not going to be with more hate. Yes. But yes. And also I just don't understand anger as an emotion. Like, I don't know if you feel this same way, but like I have a quick temper. Like I can get mad, like don't do that to my kids or something like that. But in terms of like people like actually having a yelling match with someone, I would say I've done that like three times in my life with my husband. Cause sometimes that happens in a marriage, but like, I don't like the emotion of anger. And when I see, I've seen friends like actually get in a random fight with like a cab driver, or I see someone like actually yelling for an extended period of time. Like, I have that really hard time understanding what that would feel like. And like biologically anger goes through your body and I think about 60 seconds or something and then it's gone. So if you continue it, it's because you're allowing it to continue. And I just, I don't know. I, f- I kind of feel like it's a male female thing. I feel like men tend to have more anger than females. Oh, I disagree. You you, but I think you're more like you have sadness, you have even hate. I don't think is the same as anger. It's that like, no, intense, I have anger. Like, I haven't. Trust me. I have rageful murderous I do it's, it's something I've had to work on I mean even my raps yes it's to it's to channel that rage I think women have learned how to make it look prettier and look it, it differs from individual yes. to individual you know I think my childhood also helped me breed right anger well, in a certain way did not. maybe you know right. but but I think also some of us learn to take anger or some whatever emotion and and funnel it into another thing that maybe looks prettier or makes us feel better so instead of anger it could become um being neurotic or obsessive you know my my friend molly who's a therapist says that often obsessive um ocd well i have that see but she said it often links it links often not always to repressed anger right okay well that's maybe how that that's how mine's coming out but the anger thing I like I don't get I can't identify with it I don't understand it it seems like always fake to me whenever I see someone doing it it looks fake like they're like they're forcing themselves to continue and like indulging themselves almost which I'm sure isn't always true but it's hard for me yeah I mean I personally am not a fan of people acting outrage in public or I guess in private too um I think (laughs) I'm just a fan of like 
raising your consciousness, seeing when you're triggered, whether it's rage, jealousy, whatever, and like learning how to hold space for it, talk about it, communicate. Because some people, they think that the way to handle it is just push it, push it down. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's good either because then that can end up being um, OCD or just exploding in another, at another time. So I think, I think all of us just need to honestly do more work about like whether it's going to therapy, healing stuff, writing, chasing a a career you love. There are outlets for our feelings. And I think a lot of people just don't know how to express, but yeah, when I watch someone have like a freak out an anger freak out in public, I get what you're saying. It it looks fake, but I also, my heart hurts because I've, I've been there in a sense even with Shane, like there are moments I'm not proud of when I oh, yeah. yelled and yeah. And, and that to me, like, you know, that was my biggest motivation to change mm-hmm. was not wanting to ever take th- that stuff out on him. Yeah. And I've done a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. I know. I can tell. <laughs> you've, yeah. You've, yeah, seen you've been there the whole time. No, you're doing fantastic. You're Casey doing awesome. was my, uh, Casey's the one, what would you, what do you call it? That ordained me and oh, my ex-husband I, mean, oh, I married you I mean I didn't we did not marry each other <laughs> Casey's I, my ex-husband everybody <laughs> <laughs> um, Big I've reveal. changed a lot too yeah. Yeah. um no yeah uh I officiate officiated at your wedding yes but it wasn't legal. I wasn't ordained no yeah. it was we made it legal at the courthouse that's right it you didn't did have the to ceremony be. I could have done which it was legally. such a favor to me right it was I don't want to get too much into it, but, um, it was not the typical wedding. I had just called it off and Casey, it was, Casey was so important for that day because it really was really tense. Yeah. And you were someone, it was a tense day and you were so there for me and for my family members who were also very nervous and unsure what was going on. And you really, even though you weren't really sure how you felt, um, you just supported me. Yeah, I mean, well, one of your family members asked me, you know, how could you, not in a mean way, how could you do it, but like, how were you able to be so supportive and, you know, officiate the wedding when you know that there's all this sort of struggle behind it, you know? And I was like, well, she's going to do it anyway. So I can either sit on the sidelines and not be a part of it, or I can support her now and then support her when and if she changes her mind. But I'm not going to change her mind, you know, right yeah. now. So there's no point. Like, yeah, it blows my mind that so many people get invested in the soap opera that, Mm. you know, at that point I was the soap opera to the point where they're so invested, where they think that they can take away the person's own, uh, decision-making, you know, like, yeah, I was young, right. I was, I guess I was like, I just turned 25. I was pregnant with Shane, but I was still an adult. And, um, it's so funny because I, I don't regret any decision I've made. And that's been part of my healing journey is yes. to not beat myself up for the quote unquote mistakes. Well, that was the right decision at the time. It There's was. no question. You, yeah. I mean, you know, having a kid is a much more permanent position than being married anyway. So what difference does it make if you wanted to get married then, you know, I wasn't ready at that point to be a single mom. Right. I couldn't, you know, I had gotten pregnant. Um, it, it was a surprise. And of course, Shane is the best thing, the best best. thing that's happened to me in my life. But it was too quick of a turn to go from pregnant, but I'm going to be with this guy to pregnant. And now I'm a single mom. And even when that did happen, even when I did get divorced when Shane was two, it still 
was a huge turn of my whole life has changed, even from being a mom, but who's married to now being a single mom. But then of course, a year later, I started comedy. Yes, right. And a whole world opened up that I didn't even know was around the corner, which is so beautiful, right? Yes. But yeah, at at the time, I knew I was not ready to not, you know, I, I needed to be married, even though it was a really difficult thing. And on both ends, you know, it was difficult for me and for Jason, I know. So, um, it is, I just think, I think people don't know when to recognize that the people they love have already made up their minds and to switch to like supportive mode. Like there's just no need. If someone's asking you for advice, you can give your advice. But if you know that someone's going to do something, there's no need to keep telling them the reasons they shouldn't do it or how it makes you feel that they're doing it or like, that's irrelevant. Like they're going to do it, support them. They know how you know, how you feel and then like, you know, fix it later. I have troubles with that lately. I've been, I've been having a lot of things come up lately because I'm trying to heal a lot of deep wounds. And one of the things is my own version of giving advice to friends when they didn't ask. Right. Cause I'm right. a healer. So yeah, let me, right. they're like, no, 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 not asking you for advice. Yeah. Just want you to listen. I'm like, oh man. Okay. You know, and then also thinking I know best, Yeah. you know, especially with my ex Tim, like, I thought I knew the way he was supposed to be on his journey, you know, and I have, I've had to do and still do so much work of like, he is living the life he wants to live. He's an adult. He's great. Like he, he can make his decisions. That's on him. I live my own life and I decide what's best for me. But I think it's so hard for us to just be in our own bodies and our own lives, making the decisions that make sense for us and then allowing others just to be who they are. Yes. And knowing what things you, can change and what things you just have to support because they're not going to change, you know? And I think, I mean, any good long-term relationship is like that. You learn like, okay, this is a thing I'm going to nag about because I think we can improve. And this is a thing that's a flaw that's not going away. And I'm okay with that because from like a whole picture perspective, it's worth it, you know, to have that flaw. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you can't change people. You can, you know, communication, you can talk and try to find compromise, but like, and that, and it goes back to once again, the person who left me all those comments, it's like, all yeah. I can do is be me, Yeah, you know, like doesn't mean I want to hurt friends or, you know, yeah, I man. don't. And, and I, I have been having a lot of, a lot more deep talks with friends that I think, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but never necessarily said some of the stuff that was bothering us or on our minds. Like, you know, when you can always feel like, oh, I feel this thing, but I don't think we should talk about it. You know, it's like... Yeah. Um, lately those kinds of things have been coming up and it's intense to, to have those talks. But I think, I think that's important while also still always being who you are, but yeah. then also wanting to hear out what people have to say if, yeah, if they're being hurt or whatever. Yeah, definitely. You have to communicate. I just had that talk with my nanny. It was really? awesome. Yeah. Cause it's hard. You just let these things like fester and they bother you and you think about them and then your mind starts imagining things that aren't true. And then yeah. if you have an open lines of communication it all sort of just goes away yeah well like even when you today when you brought up the the juice thing and you used the word betrayed I was like oh my god because you had never said that word and I was like oh like that makes more sense as to their reaction you know and because I don't want my oh I don't want to choose sides end up feeling like a betrayal right you know what I mean because I have to find the balance between not choosing a quote unquote side, but still allowing my friends to know that I have their back. Right. So, you know, I have to do something around there. I don't know. There's just so much like. You can't fix everything, Katie. 
I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look at every part (laughs) of me and it's like dizzifying. It's like, I'm like, okay, now I do this. Oh my God, I do this. Because honestly, I think that the things that really trigger us in the world are mirrors to our own things. So because I take that perspective, um, and you know, (laughs) I hate to bring up his name again, but you know, Tim is the person that I was always so upset at. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not him. Right. What is that saying about you? Yeah. Right. How do you do that? And it's coming like, I'm seeing it so blatantly in so many areas. So like often with him, I was the runner, Mm -hmm. like, no, no, not the, like I was the chaser and he would, you know, but in almost every other area, a lot of friends been bringing up to me that they feel like, they're always wanting more from me and I'm pushing them away. Hmm. So it's so funny how, you know, I, yeah. So I'm just seeing this thing that like I would blame in in these men and then how it's actually in me in a whole other form that I couldn't see. I like hit it from myself and I'm just a little dizzy from seeing these things. You know, I think, and so now I'm going to do what you said you're not supposed to do and give you (laughs) advice that you didn't ask for. But I feel like, um, I feel like if you try to change everything about yourself at the same time or everything is up for being changed, you're going to f- lose track of I'm gonna who you are and have nothing to my like body and become just <laughs> a spirit. <laughs> like doesn't sound bad case. <laughs> I feel like you need to write down like these are the non-negotiable five things that make Kate Kate. And they can be good One, things or my bad. amazing vagina. Right. Two, Two boobs. My boobs. <laughs> nice boobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. No, I'm joking. Sense of humor will never go. Sense of humor. Yes. Right. But like they can be bad things. Like, but what are these things that are non-negotiable yeah. for change? You know, because you can't improve a way. You don't want to improve. I will a- never not express myself. I'll say right. that. But, but one of the wounds I'm seeing, there's a difference between expressing yourself and vomiting on people. And I'm seeing that too. Whereas like, I have that thing where, what? I just expressed myself. And I'm like, no, you just literally vomited (laughs) your opinions, you know? And I still am watching myself do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have to consider the receiver of the information. Yeah, no. And I don't, it's so (laughs) selfish. Like I'll say this too. I'm saying a lot, but, um, I actually wrote a poem for Tim and like sent it to him, but almost in like a very like aggressive verbally vomit way. And I watched myself do it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you just sent a poem. You threw a poem at someone. Right. Like hidden can- under the guise of, yeah. of, Oh, well I'm just expressing my feelings. Oh, yeah, I'm express- <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's kind, but you threw it at him right. and people can feel those things. You can send people compliments, but if it's, if it has the energy of like invasiveness or whatever, it's not, it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. So like I'm seeing, you know, I always want to express myself, but I don't want to do it under the guise. Like I don't want to do this invasive vomiting of expressing, which I do that I'm trying to definitely heal. Oh, it's <laughs> You're so working annoying. so hard, Katie. I mean, literally sometimes I can't get out of bed. I'm like, I just, cause I feel like I'll interact with a friend and something. It just, it, it's just because of everything that's happening. Something comes up and I have to look at myself. Because yeah. at first you get defensive and you want to be like, no, you. And then, you know, I'm just like, okay, let me look. Like, yes. and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry. You got to give yourself a break. You got to go a little easier on yourself, I think. I might, I, maybe I'll jump on your trampoline for a little like bit. Maybe like a break. Maybe like one day don't pick on Kate today. Yeah, I need a little bit of a break. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day a week is like you don't blame yourself. 
Well, it's not that I want to blame. I just want to see it. But you end up blaming yourself. I know. I want to be, I really want a beautiful romantic partnership soon. So I'm trying to like accelerate for real this healing process so I can finally have the thing I've been wanting since you've met me. Like I've desperately wanted. But you don't have to be perfect to have that. That's true. Because no one I know is in perfect relationships. Each individual is not perfect. Right? Yeah. That's that's not how it works. I, it's even just to attract the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think I want to heal the wound that's like attracted to the thing where I'm still chasing or whatever. Right. So I'm just trying to like heal that thing yes. so I can be in, in a functional relationship with my flaws and with their flaws. Right. Right. But it's hard. That is hard. I'll get there. Of course you will. You've been rooting me on. No, since, no, no. I uh, know. I'm not worried that you're going to well, be in a perfect, beautiful relationship. You've always been so cute. Cause like, when some of my other friends would be like, ah, move on, forget this person, blah, blah, blah. You, you've always just been so like open to love and people changing and forgiveness. And I've always appreciated that about you. I love love. I always want love to win. Yeah. Right? I always want it to be like, yes, there are flaws. Yes, there are problems, but we love each other. So let's figure it out together. You know, I feel like it's easy and this and this is not specifically about you because I'm not obviously some relationships don't work out like that's okay yeah, of course but I just feel like it's easy especially when you get older to just say like you know no that's too hard you know it's not going to work out this and that's not right and sort of go back to what we're used to which is being on our own but like it's work I mean even when you love each other like more than anything in the world it's still hard work you know that's what relationships are and it sucks being vulnerable like too like when you're in a relationship someone's seeing all parts of you they're living with you and yeah. I think yeah I think um it's just it's I'm seeing how hard it is for me to actually be really vulnerable because I think like if you go on my Instagram or Facebook it looks like I'm like super always happy and really strong and you know and I think I present this like very together in her own messy way. Right. Person. And like, I'm a mush. Like I'm one yeah. of the most sensitive people ever. And I think, um, it's just scary to think about really letting someone in and having them see that really unprotected part. It's like a turtle in the turtle shell. It's like taking off the yeah. shell and being like, you do do a this good is me. turtle impersonation. I do a great <laughs> turtle impression. I love doing my animal impressions always. Um, yeah. And the, the worst part is once you get into a long-term relationship, you that's all that that's often all that you show to the other person because you're so tough in front of the rest of the world that like you come home and we you know Greg and I complain to each other more than we complain to everyone else in our world combined which then you also have to correct that because you can't like just always just show like the shitty part to the person you love the most you have to save some of the fake happy part for them sometimes <laughs> you know what I mean it's so easy to like let it, it. just like how kids always cry the most when their moms are around because they feel safe yes to like show emotion I think it's the same thing in a relationship yeah it's gonna be cool when I'm eventually in it oh my god I can't wait it's gonna be crazy we'll be like can you imagine having like me and my husband come over for like a dinner it would be so nice it'd be so cool could you imagine if I came to your house for a dinner oh my god <laughs> Like a real house. So I was like, wait, do I have to cook? Can I make my husband <laughs> do the cooking? Yeah, you're going to find someone who's like an amazing chef. I'll help. I'll yeah. help. Yeah. I just, uh, I literally have, we like talked in fantasy and I started getting hives. I was like, wait, wait, like, what, <laughs> wait am I, I what am I cooking? I cook. Like, I don't do even have, have, I like, do I puree? Like, what? Do, yeah, exactly. Do I have to vacuum? Like, what the... I don't know. I think we'll just come here. <laughs> no, I can't wait That's till you fine. come over. My, you no, can no, no. Come here. I want you to come to my house. 
Um, I'm already picking out, there are these beautiful houses near me and Shane and I walk around this cul-de-sac and I always pick which one's going to be ours. That's great. You know, That's vision great. boarding in real life. Do it. It works. I, yeah, I really believe I've worked my ass off uh, chasing my dreams and I think it will manifest one day into reality. Um, let's talk a little bit about high school. Okay. So, um, first of all, I'll tell you some of my memories. So Casey and I, we'd have sleepovers a lot and we would take uh, fudge brownie mix, mm-hmm. not even make the brownies. We would just mix. No. We just wanted the like batter. Yeah. And then we would scoop out ice cream and just pour the brownie batter on it. It's and I just, it was the best. Like we'd watch movies and just look at each other like, this yeah. is the best. Thing and why in the doesn't world. everyone do this? And why don't grownups do this? And now I know why. Because you'd get fat. Oh no, I still. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait. Your your body's different than most people's. Um, I've gone through phases where sometimes I do gain more weight. I know that, but I really have. Right now, it, I can pretty much no, but I still eat healthy. Like yeah, but yeah, I I don't worry too much about what I eat. But I used to. I used to have like a slight. I don't want to call, I guess it was like slight eating disorder where I remember. every, yeah, I would, I would count every single calorie. It was definitely in college, but also used to have a pooping disorder. Am I allowed to talk about this? I didn't have a pooping disorder. You did. Oh my God. Where tell you me. like ate, would eat a lot and then you would feel like you had to poop it out. Really? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I don't pathologically. Even remember that. Yeah. Really? Like if you got really full, you would feel like you had to like get it out. Cause it was like, sort of like bulimia, but reverse. But like. <laughs> Through my butt. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't really But help. would I? Did it, would it go? I don't know. I just remember you being Because like if I could, that's amazing <laughs> body control. I just want to say, everybody, like if I, that's like my own, I became my own laxative. <laughs> I don't think it was actually helping um, because it was still being digested. I so don't remember that, but uh, thank you, Casey, yeah. for bringing that up. But that um, was way after high school. Yeah, in high school, we just like ate high school, ate whatever. batter. College I went, I gained the freshman 1520, and that's about when I started like obsessively counting my calories, probably when this poop thing yes, happened that I don't yes. remember. Um, it was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I passed out at the gym, not purposely. I'd work out so hard yeah. and wouldn't listen to my body saying stop that I, you know, like, so I definitely around that time had like a thing where- but Everyone has an eating disorder in college. I mean, it's just like, that is what happens. Are you sure? I felt like I, I mean, I feel like so I did in every, I know it's so sad. I can literally remember the moment I was like eating peanut butter out of a jar and a guy on my floor said to me, do you many calories are in that? And I was Ugh. like, what? Like I'd never you didn't considered have to about that, that before. It was just fun peanut butter. Yeah, totally. And like, by the way, calories are dumb and peanut butter is good for you. So he was wrong in the long run. But at the time. Same with avocado. Yeah, that's right. But at the time, and it was like a switch turned on and that was it. And then. I knew the calories of everything I ate for the next four years. Yeah. I literally, you could have found notes in my apartment then that had just like me counting and just living in that obsessive. And then I go work out and have to count how many I burned. And you never know if those machines are even accurate. I know. But you live by numbers in a way that becomes, um, it sucked the fun out. Yeah. It was always on my mind. It's terrible. So I made a decision in my, I think it was like actually right about when I got pregnant is was when the kind of whole thing shifted because, you know, I was a vegan my whole pregnancy yeah. and I was like, no, no, no. Like you are going to eat all the fatty things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like at, at that point I was just like, okay. And then, yeah, I guess after I had him, I still a bit worried, but not really. Cause when you breastfeed, it you burns to, so many oh, calories. Yeah. You eat all day. 
I loved it. I love that. It was pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So that was our, that was one high school memory, but I also, Casey is so scared of scary movies. Like they stick with you. Like yes. they get ingrained. And I remember when Scream came out, you watched it and it messed you it, up. It messed me up. I should have definitely been in therapy. And my mom like appreciates that now, but at the time, I don't think I, but this is what I'm saying. OCD. This is what OCD is. The O stands for obsessive, right? And it's, you have these visions and they like interrupt your daily life. So I'd be at cheerleading practice and I would like have to imagine the guy from Scream walking up like oh to cheerleading God. practice. Like, but I would force myself and I would have to stop what I was doing and like force myself to imagine these things happening. And I can remember that like now that I've studied psychology and I'm like a grown up, I can remember that through my life in a way I didn't notice. Like I can remember being like eight years old and sitting in a friend's house and I was scared of this beast from the movie Willow and I would have to picture it jumping, crashing through the wall and like attacking me and I'd have to force myself to like think about it. That's so right? scary that though. Weird? I think it's so normal. I think it's more normal than we talk about because I've, I saw stranger things. Yes. And when the things start coming through the wall, I like yeah. shut it off immediately. Cause I knew that that image yes. was going to haunt. Yeah, yeah. Cause you're, when you go to sleep, you're next to a wall and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, in that obsessive way, keep picturing this thing coming at me. And when you go down that rabbit hole, you can keep going yes. and like, yeah. not and it's just fall asleep. Even you can feel it when like you get stressed about something, these like, it's like a tick. It's like it comes and I, my son, he has it. I can watch him and I know exactly what he's thinking. Cause I did. My husband doesn't understand at all. Cause he wasn't like that, but I'm like, I know what's happening in his head right now. Like I had that, you know? Yeah. It's, there's so many things though that we all have. That's why I think when the person said something like, I'm starting to think you're psychotic. Yeah. Being called psychotic or crazy is one of the worst things to be called for anyone because I believe that we're all crazy to a degree. Of course there are people who act on it and blah, yes. blah, blah. But like when someone calls you that, it just, it, it takes your reality and makes you question it and feel like crap. And, um, I just hate that. Like I can't, I just, but it's just also yeah. just like a little misogynistic to call a woman crazy. I just feel like every man thinks that women are crazy. You know That's I mean? true it's like, too. that bitch crazy. You know, it's like, no, she's not. Like, I don't know. It's just, she's it's just a very we have way to talk about women, I think. No, you're right. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I, yeah, when a guy's like, oh, my ex-girlfriend was so crazy. No, she's not. Like, you know? what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. That's a little blamey right there. <laughs> no, but it is. But that is the case. Well, it's always a dance of two people. A a girl is crazy. Oh, but she's totally nuts. You know, she like stalked me. She's fun, but like, she's kind of nuts. Like, no, we should stop saying that about each other. I hate it. Right. And actually caring about people. Can you imagine that? Instead of being like, she's so crazy. Instead of, instead of being like, Hey, like, yeah. Okay. How are you doing? Why are you acting crazy? (laughs) (laughs) What's what's happening? (laughs) Why'd yeah. you call my phone 20 times? <laughs> yeah. But that's what's so interesting is like, you know, a lot of the talks I've had with a couple friends lately has been like, once again, where they feel like they don't have as much access to me as they want, you know? Mm. And yet I know with the guy stuff, I would be the one feeling like I didn't have access to them. So it just shows like it really always, a da- it's always a dance between two people and we're just playing out a role, whether you're the clingy yeah. one, the not clingy one, like yeah. you're just doing something together and man, I just hope I want to heal it. And I want to end up with someone who has that thing healed too. So we can both understand it's right. not the other one's fault. We're just acting something out. Yes. 
Yeah. I never found you inaccessible. What do you mean? Like, like I don't find, feel like I'm chasing you. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think a lot of people forget that I'm a mom. Yeah. Um, because... Right. Because I'm a single mom, because I'm so like comedian and now the dance parties, yeah. people almost forget that like still half my time is being a mom. Yeah. Play dates. Yeah. Going to the park. Like, yeah. And when I'm with Shane, I try to stay off my phone as much as possible. I'm not always perfect, of course, but I try to be a lot more mindful, at least now, than I was years ago. And I think you, because, you know, not only do you have kids, but you're married, you have a business. Like, yeah. I think you also really understand that thing. Whereas I think some people, it's almost, they think like I'm ignoring them or that they think I'm cooler than them. No, we like will not talk for six months and And nobody cares. No, I know. That's how I am. And yeah, not everyone's like that. But that's how I am too. And I think, I think some of my friends just have to realize that like, I'm not snubbing anyone. I'm just in a zone. And sometimes when I'm in like a dark place, I, I don't even have the energy to talk to most people. Like, it can be really hard for me. So I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to heal these things case, but, uh, you know, I have to give also props to my dad. I don't want to talk about him too much because I do really like to respect people's privacy, but you know, he's been going to therapy with me over the last year and that is not common, you know, to have your, your parent be willing to do that. And it's helped me so much and it's been really, really hard but he's been a freaking warrior about it. And um, we haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but like, yeah, yeah. but your dad is the best. I love him. And I know it's been hard because I think, you know, we're focusing on the wounds and I know that a part of him is like, what about all the good? Right. And right. I'm not sure if he's listening to this, but if you are dad, um, you're an amazing dad, you know? And he, yeah, like he would drive my friends everywhere. Yeah. Um, he was always making the funniest, corniest jokes. He helped me with homework up until college. He would buy the textbook. And like, I'd call him and we'd go over it. So I just want to say, um, yes, there's a lot of of stuff that happened, but it doesn't take away from how much I love him and uh, that he, that he did for me and all my friends love him. Yeah. He's an amazing human period. And then also an amazing dad. And same with, and same with my mom and my stepmom. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to say that too. It's so funny. Like when, when you start looking at the stuff you didn't like, I think people can think that that's all you see. Right. But I just want everyone, I just want them to know if they're listening, that that's not how I feel. Yes. I just right now I'm trying to deal with the, the pain, but it doesn't take away from the love and the good. Yeah. You were being loved from a lot of people. That's important when you're yeah. growing up, right? Love. Like not everyone's perfect. I had your house and your, right. and your mom making me those cheese onion things. <laughs> cheese onion. They weren't for me, but I <laughs> ate all the leftovers. Thanksgiving dinner. Right? Yeah. Oh, I loved your Thanksgiving leftovers. Like it was the best. And then, um, and then of course, you know, the testers really took care yes, of me they did. Yeah. and the Pahulskis yes. more so yeah, than yeah. anyone. Cause I've also in two podcasts ago, I actually did like a, an apology to Chad really because I realized that because of my anger still from like high school, I yes. still thought it was okay to like say things Trash about talk him. him. Yeah. I don't like, Kate, you're 36. Right. And also he was 16. I you know. know like, I'm a oh, maniac. Was he being a dick? He was 16. He was 16. <laughs> right. And I was a maniac too. Yeah. It was the energy system. So I'm just like, you know, I'm like, yeah. sorry about all the shit I talked. Do you think he heard it? Do you think he, I'm sure he's hurt. You know, and I, and I'm, I really am sorry. Like that yes. was me obviously still being hurt. Right. Y- years later right it's so funny how we harbor these things and uh and that's the other thing that's been coming up is like 
shit talking because it's it's fun to a degree, right? To like yeah. gossip a little bit about friends or situations, and especially if you're fighting with someone. And I'm just at a point where I'm like, I really, it's one thing to express. Like if I wanted to say to you, like, oh, this person, this is hurting me to express it in in a way that's respectful. But I am so done talking shit. Like, no, there's no need. There's no need. And I get it because I think I used to do it a lot in my past because it feels good somehow. Because if you're feeling bad about yourself, it's good to drag someone else to the coals verbally. Well, also, I think in a slightly more positive spin on it, I think whoever you're talking to, it's a way to bond. It's like a very natural human way to bond with someone to to tell secrets. And there are secrets because there are things you wouldn't say out loud because they're bad things about someone else. So like, I don't think it's all negative. I think it's like kind of an innate way to like connect with another human Mm. is to like, share something about someone else you know so it's totally not, I don't think that the intent is always negative but there's other ways to bond yeah you know yeah it's like natural I mean with two parents it's natural too and I can't imagine with a divorced um being like a, a divorced parent but even in a relationship like I have you know my husband will say to my son don't tell mom we did this. And I'm like, that's betrayal bonding. And that's what it is. You're bonding by like betraying the other person. And it, it helps that parent, but it's like, that's not right. That's you so know? funny. And like, I can't imagine if we weren't yeah. in the same house, how much she'd be able to get away with that. Cause now I'm like standing yeah. right there. I'm like, I heard that, you know? It's so funny. Cause I've really tried to not do that with, with Jason, you yeah. know, like really, I'm like, it's hard more so for Shane's sake. Like, I don't want him to ever feel, cause my parents did that kind of stuff, right. you know? And I'm like, I want Shane to know that he never has to keep secrets, you know? Cause that's like a burden. Yeah, that's something to is. carry. Hard. Yes. And, uh, but I see myself sometimes being like, just don't, just don't tell. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Don't do, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> If you I didn't might want him get, to know, you shouldn't have done it. Exactly. Right? Whatever you did, yeah. don't do it. If it can't be held in truth, <laughs> yes, don't do it. Right. Um, I'm So for Shane's birthday, he he wants a dirt bike, and I think I'm going to let him get one, but I am terrified. No, you definitely should. Like a motorized dirt bike. Okay. Is he good on bikes? He just tried one yesterday. The neighbor had one, and he right. got on, and he loved it. And okay. I was like... Get him a good helmet, yeah. and get him like a lesson or something. Like get him some way to learn safely, right? I'm like, uh-huh. And then you just see me on it. And I'm like, this is what you do. <laughs> I've always wanted a motorcycle. I feel like you're a little more physically nervous parent than I am. You think? Yeah. Like I just. Oh, in the sense of like just like letting physical, them do the activity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I let him go ride bikes and scooters yesterday with his friends. And then I like went outside and looked and couldn't find him. He went to the neighbor's house and didn't right. tell me, which I assumed, but like right. in my head. He was yes. kidnapped. He was in a ravine. Yeah, at the exactly. Of- <laughs> exactly. I don't even know where there's Sprayed a ravine, the but he found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying being a parent. It's it terrifying because you know that if something happens to your kid. It's your fault. Not just, That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's just like how I don't. Obviously, life goes on for so many people, obviously. Yeah, but you can't even. It, it's yeah. it's one of the most horrendous things you have to live through. And any any person who's had to go through that or is going through that, like my heart goes out to you. I can't imagine it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a nightmare. And yet I still, and I know maybe it's not your belief, but I do believe that there's life after death and that they're never truly gone. But even with that, it's still just horrendous. So that, that nightmare is always with me, you know? Yeah. But you, I mean, yes, but as a parent, it's like, you can't live in that fear. You can't live with that. Right. Because (laughs) like, no, you can't. You're just wasting the good time. 
you know, even if something were to happen. You no, think, you Why can't. Why did I imagine this a hundred times before it actually But happened. I still do it. Yes, no, right. <laughs> no, right. but I'm working. That's another, yeah. one, another wound right. is like this terror, you know, of everything always going wrong. And even if something does go wrong, you can't, like you're saying, live in that fear state. It doesn't help to think no. about it. It doesn't make it not happen exactly. to think about it. You know, it's actually reminds me of the fool card and tarot. It means that thing. It's the first card in the deck. And it's almost like having a fresh new perspective. Like you're, you're new to this world Mm -hmm. where there could be something around the corner. Right. But you're not worried about it. You're in the present moment. Cause if that thing's going to happen, it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. And yeah, I think people who worry a lot sometimes think that the act of worrying is a benefit like by worrying about this thing, I'm making it somehow less likely to happen. And all you assholes out there who are not worrying yeah. are like ruining it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because just you wait. Yeah. Right. But like, that's not real. The people who prepare for the apocalypse and yeah. have like those shelters and you're, yeah. They, yeah. And they think that like by addressing that issue in their mind, they're somehow making it less likely by like validating it. Like it, I don't know. It's like, but I think, worrying can take on a life of its own kind of and really actually worrying doesn't help at all yeah it doesn't prevent the thing no unless you're actually going to change something like you're going to change your behavior or i could just wrap shane up in bubble wrap you could keep him home right never let him i actually i was watching the secret garden a little bit from when we were kids like i was watching and the little boy the dad the, the mom passes so the dad tries to keep his son locked away right never even seeing sunlight as a way to quote unquote protect him yeah and no no that's not a good idea. And do not no. lock your child in a yeah. dark room. So guys, yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask for advice, but Casey and I are saying we don't lock your kid it. in a basement. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, Case, thank you for coming on. Sure. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you, Juice Culture, all of it? So Juice Culture Montclair is at 617 Valley Road in Upper Montclair. And we're on Instagram, um, Juice Culture NJ and Facebook and, you know. We have a website, you know, yeah, it's all no Juice Culture deal. NJ, you know, just the digital age. You, you know, know, it's awesome. Follow Juice Culture. And if you live in the New, Ju- New Jersey area, that's, what did I say? That sounded like New Jew area. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only Jews are allowed. <laughs> when uh, Casey told me she was coming up with her uh, her juice bar place, my, my idea was uh, Jews for juice for Jesus. <laughs> We played around with a few logos, but it yeah. didn't look right. Yeah, Jews right, for Jews for yeah. Jesus. I thought that was great. Um, anyway, for me, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at the Kate Wolf. Check out my website, thekatewolf.com. I'm offering tarot sessions and healing. So you can just, um, my email and all that stuff is on my website. So reach out. I'm trying to think when this one's going to come out. Okay. Yeah, it, this is fine. So uh, see you guys probably why did i say see you guys i don't know talk to you talk to you yeah i'm gonna end this really cool really smoothly all right bye guys say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.